My text this morning is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And to accompany that text, I chose um, Matthew 10, verse 1. And it says, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And so I believe that the, 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 the Lord wants to give us some power keys today because we're not walking in the power as, as we should. The Lord has given us, according to our text, the Lord has given us power over unclean spirits. When the Holy Spirit came upon us, we received power, power over unclean spirits, power to cast out demons and to heal all kinds of sickness and disease. But the problem is we are not walking in that power. And so I believe that the Lord wants to give us some keys today. He wants to help us understand why we're not walking in power. So the Lord told me to tell you that it's time to power up. It's time to power up. So the topic of my message today is power up, power up. I know you need to be, you, you, you don't have to, you don't under, you don't have to look very far to see what is happening in the world, right? In, in the world around you. And so the message that I'm giving you today is a message to help you get ready for what is coming because you won't be able to endure it without the power of God. You see, when we look around in the world right now, there are so many things that are causing fears and causing concerns. And the Lord is saying, listen, come inside, come in me. Your only protection is going to be in me. Your only source of power is in me. And so God is telling me to tell you to power up. And he's, he, he sent me this morning to tell you how you can power up. I know you've been discouraged. I know you've been going, you, you've been wondering what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to stand in these last days? And the Lord is saying to you, power up, power up. Because I see you fitted in your suit. You're in your fitted in your power suit, but there's no power. The, the suit has no power. And something is wrong when there is no power in your power suit. And so God told me to tell you that you need to power up. And he, he wants me to give you, uh, uh, he, he wants me to give you some, some, some clues, some keys and how you can get your power back. Because he already told us that when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we will receive power. And there's no doubt that we have received the Holy Spirit. We're not waiting for the Holy Spirit to be poured out anymore. The Holy Spirit's already poured out, but we're not demonstrating the power of God as we should. So today, I believe that God wants to talk to us regarding why we are not walking in power. He wants to help us understand how to access his power. His God-given power, because see, I, he wants me to break it down for you to, to help you understand how the flow of the power of God works. And so, oh God, and so this morning we're going to look at the flow of electricity so that we can understand how the power of God should flow in our lives and so that we can understand what is happening, where there is, a, sometimes when we, we, we get to a place where there is no electricity in the, in the house, we, we, we say we have a power outage. And I think that that's what we're experiencing right now in the body of Christ. We are experiencing a power outage. You know, some homes have power, some don't have power. And this morning, the Lord wants us to understand, to, to, to look at the flow of electricity, to understand understand how the power started how the uh, how the power flow in 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 from the from the the turbines all the way to the homes and so we can go back and look and see where there is a power break where is there a break in the line what is causing the power to not flow the way that it should so I'm going to explain this. I found this neat little article online and it kind of explains the flow of electricity. So I didn't even have to do too much with it. I just borrowed it from online. It says um, in a power station, large spinning turbines generate electricity powered by wind, cold or natural gas or water.
Somebody drop something in the chat and let me know if you can hear me. Can you guys hear me? If you can hear me, let me know if you can hear me. Drop something in there, let me know if you can hear me. Jesus, something is trying to interrupt our power. Oh, glory to God this morning. God, we don't back down, we don't quit. Lord God, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you that you can hear me now. Okay. Oh, glory to God. So, oh, Jesus. Jesus, devil, you're a liar. You're not going to interrupt what God's doing, what God is doing. Ooh, so we were talking about, before we got interrupted, we were talking about um, this neat little article that explains the flow of electricity. And so in power stations, the large spinning turbines generate electricity powered by wind, cold, natural gas, or water. And so these spinning turbines, they create this, uh, generate the electricity. And then, then, then the electrical current is then sent through um, transformers, which increases the voltage so that the power can be pushed over distance. And so this electrical charge is then carried by, a tra by transmission lines that help um, hold up uh, the large towers which are stretched across a, a huge distance and then that transmission line now reaches the substations um, where the voltage is lowered and the power um, lines become smaller so that the power lines can distribute them to our homes and to our neighborhood okay and so uh, that is kind of like the flow of, of uh, Electricity, it connects to our homes and then it passes through our meters and it gets into our um, our outlets and our switches in our walls and now it's ready for use, okay? And so uh, I know there's like, there's like seven steps that I just um, described and it's fairly easy. It's just, just the process of getting it from one place, getting the power from one place to the next place and getting it in the proportion and the amounts that it can be utilized by the average people. And so if the flow of this process is interrupted, just like we were just interrupted just now, then the electricity will not reach your home. If you have devices that are not hooked up to the power source, it will not work. And so many times in our lives, we will encounter storms that knock down our power lines and interrupt the flow of, electric, uh, of, of the electric current in our homes. And so in our lives, in our, in our spiritual life, it's the same way. When, this, when our lives are interrupted by maybe a storm of sickness, maybe a storm of family loss, maybe a storm of financial loss, maybe, maybe, maybe something devastating has happened in your life that has caused your, your, your flow of, uh, of, of power to be interrupted. And so some, so, so we got we, we have to trace back along the conduction path to find out where the disruption is, like I just had to do. So I had to go back to trace and find out what is happening with my internet. Why is my internet going off? The devil is a liar. He's trying to he's trying to interrupt. He's trying to interrupt the power. Uh, 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 conduction this morning, but power, listen to me, there's something about power that can't be interrupted, it can be delayed, it can be, it, it, but, but when you get back into that place where you 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 get connected, the, the power is still there, the power didn't go, you, you didn't lose it, you just have to get connected, come on somebody, get connected this morning. Get connected. So we're gonna dig into this this morning, and we're gonna dissect it piece by piece. We're gonna we're, we're gonna be some utility workers this morning, and we're about to go across. We're about, we're about to trace the power source. We're gonna even if it takes tracing it all the way back to those to those spinning turbines that are generating the electricity. If it if, if the power outage is at the transformers, if it's at the transmission line, if it's at the substations, if it's at the distribution center. 
if it's at the place where it's connected to our house, we're going to find out what is the problem? Why are we not walking in the power that God says that we should have? God is not a man that he should lie. If he said that we're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, it means that we are going to receive power. And so if we're not walking in the power of the Lord, we understand that there is a disconnection. Oh God, there is a disconnection somewhere. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just drawing some utility workers with me this morning. I need few of you to come with me this morning and to come and find out what is the problem? Why am I plugging up into some, into my, into my outlets and, and there's no power going to my devices? Why is it that I, my devices are laying around dormant because there is no power? Oh my God. God says that the weapons of our warfare, they are not corner, but they are mighty to God for the pulling down of stronghold. But why is it that we have weapons this morning and we have no power? Oh God, we need to find out what is blocking our power source this morning. And so we're going to look at a few things about what is blocking our power source. And then we're going to try to reconnect our power source this morning because God, God told me to tell you to power up. Power up, baby. Power up. It's time to power up. It's time to quit playing church. It's time to quit playing around with God. It's time to power up. And so one of the reasons why God says why we don't walk in power is because we're disconnected. We pray in disconnected prayers. We don't walk in power because we're not connected to the power source. We are praying prayers like the double-minded man who cannot receive anything from God because his mind is double. His mind is not totally focused on God. He is unstable in all of his ways. And so the power of God cannot flow through something as somebody that is unstable. God is saying, give me your mind. I need your mind. I need the whole mind. He said, we're praying wrong motives. So I'm giving you a list of the things that are stopping up our prayers. We're praying with wrong motives. We're mainly asking God to supply our lust. If we were just barely asking him to supply our needs, that, that would be one thing. But, but we're asking God to supply our lust, supply the things that we are lusting for. God and James said, you have not because you ask not and you ask amiss. You ask with the wrong motives. And so God said, I need to, I need to correct the motives of your heart because I can't flow. The power of God cannot flow through a heart that is not, that, 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 that is asking amiss. I need, I need the, the heart to be totally fixed on me. And when the heart is totally fixed on me, then I can flow. And so we pray. Another thing we do, we pray like the publicans do. We pray long prayers with vain, repetitive, repetitive, repetitive words, repetitive words, sorry, repetitive words. We pray with vain, repetitive words, thinking that God is going to hear us because of our long, repetitive prayer. Thinking that God is going to hear us because of our eloquent words. God said, I don't need eloquent words. I need broken hearts. Don't you know that the broken hearts is the thing that I cannot despise? I cannot turn my back from that. And so some people believe that they're going to hear, they're going to automatically walk in power because they are baptized with the Holy Spirit. But there are some things that are hindering us from activating the supernatural power of God in our lives. You can have all the power you want, but if you don't know how to access it, it will be of no use to you. So electricity might be flowing into your home, but you don't have any outlets. You don't have any light switches to turn the power on in your, so there's no light, there's no power going to, to your devices, there's no power going to the places that you need them to go. So, so the Lord is saying to you today, you cannot pray as you usually do and expect to be here, your voice to be heard on high. So that's one, disconnected prayers. The next one is deception. Deception. I see this thing that is happening in the body of Christ. There's a false sense of security among people. It's like they're saying it's causing them to not seek for the power of God. They're just lulled into a place where they're like, oh, God is going to take care of it. Oh, everything's going to be all right. God's going to take care of it. Why, if God's going to take care of everything, why did God give us power? 
Why did God want you to have power in the earth if he is going to take care of him, uh, of everything for us? I'm, let me tell you something. This might shock some of you, but God don't take care of all of our problems. He give us the power to take care of it. Remember, he's, if you're having some financial problem, what does he say? I give you the power to get wealth. He said, I give you the power to cast out demons. I give you the power to heal the sick. I give you the power to rise the dead. So if God was going to do all of that, why would God give us power? Why would he give us power? God expects us to do it. It is clear. God says that, he, he, that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. That means that God is asked, God is empowering us to do some things. He's empowering. And so that's the place where we have that false sense of security, that false sense of deception, thinking that God is going to do everything. No, 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 no. God is not going to do everything. There are some things that he has empowered you to do and he expects you to do it. And so that's another place where your power line is down. Your power line is down right there. Your power line is down right there. And you need to, you, we need to get that reconnection going. We need to get that reconnection going. And so another place that your power line is, is down is, 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 is pride. You see, God showed me that we're using Nimrod's tower to get to God, and we can't get to God that way. Because see, when we're trying to use Nimrod's tower to get to God, instead of approaching God in humility of heart, we approach him in pride, using our own self-righteous ways. And God says, you can't get to me that way. I told you, you have to be connected. Every, the, the power lines have to be connected in the right way. They have to be connected to the source of power in order for power to flow through them. So listen to what Nimrod's people said in Genesis chapter 11, verse three to four. They began saying to each other, let us make bricks and harden them with fire. Then they said, come on, let's build a great city for ourselves and a tower that reaches to the sky. And this will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. And so you can hear the pride in all of that. They were building a great city for themselves. They want people to see them as famous and they want, and, and oh yes, they become famous, but famous for the wrong thing because still we're talking about them today, hundreds and thousands of years later. But the pride that was beyond that is that they were trying to get to God without God. They didn't want to use the blueprint that God gave them to access his presence. They wanted to build their own thing, their own way to get to God. And can I ask you today, is that what we're doing today? Are we trying to get to God without God? Are we trying to get to God without using the blueprint that God has given us to access his presence? Is that the reason why they, 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 we can't get to God? Is that the reason why we're not hooking up to the power source? Because, because the transformers are in place, uh, 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 the substations are in place, the outlets in our houses, they are in place, the switches are in place, the devices are ready to be powered up, but there is no power source. I wonder if it could be because we are not, we are not accessing the power through the medium, through the way that God has, has told us we can access the power. I wonder what is wrong in how we're accessing the power of God. And so I submit to you today that in these last days, there will be a great falling away because they, we have been building as a church. We've been building on the wrong foundation. We've been trying to get to God using our own methods, using our own way to get to God. We don't, we don't consult the scriptures. We don't consult the laws of God anymore. We cast those aside and say, listen, I can, I can get to God with my own righteousness. I can get to God in my own way. I can pray in my own way. I can seek my own way to get to God. I can, I can make my, I can create my own pathway to generate electricity to come to my house. And God says that thing is an abomination to me. I need you to get into the vein, get into the flow of the electricity, get into the flow of the power source that I have supplied for you. You can't get to me in your self-righteousness. You can't get to me 
in your rituals and your routines. You can't get to me in, 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 with, your, with your money. Your money can't get to me. I need your heart. Yes, God says give unto him, but he give, first thing you gotta give God, you gotta give him your heart. Give him your heart. Give him your heart. Oh my God. Oh God, because that is the place that the power needs to flow out of. He said out of your heart shall flow the wellspring of life. The wellspring of life cannot flow out of your heart if your heart is not fully surrendered to God. Come on, people. We got to get connected to the power source. We got to get connected. We got to power up the right way. We got to power up the God way. And so I'm going to give you some keys this morning that's going to help you to power up. I'm going to give you some keys this morning that if you will put them in the lock and turn them, you will begin to access the power of God. These are keys that I've tested and I've tried for myself. These are keys that are, uh, that, that, that are master keys that is going to unlock the power source of God in your life. God said, I want to give you the power of God more than you want to receive it. Oh, God, somebody. Oh, so second chronicles 2 14 it says if my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and pray seek my face and repent from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land all right so what does this have to do with power well in order to in order to access the power of God, one of the first keys is humility. 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 The first thing that God says to do is to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. What does it mean when he said to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and repent from our wicked ways? Humble yourself. Humility is acknowledging your total dependence upon God. You got to come to a place where you acknowledge that you are weak. You have no power. You have no strength. You have no might without God. So now you have to depend on him for your daily bread. Sometimes we become so dependent on our jobs. We depend on each other. We depend on things around us and we become dependent on things rather than becoming dependent upon God. Sometimes we become so independent. Oh God, don't let me start on that one. We're independent to a point where we're independent of our need for God. We don't need God because we have our money. We don't need God because we have our health and our strength. We don't need God because we have this or we have that. And what we don't understand is that God is the one who gave us the power to get all those things. And so we, we become independent of God. So we're not humble. Humility. Humility is obeying God's commands, not just the ones that are written in the Bible. See, sometimes we try to be legalistic and we try to keep the Ten Commandments and say, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, and thou shalt not commit adultery. We, we, we can, we, we, oh, we don't do all those things. So we're legalistic in, in, in the sense of we're, we're trying to follow the law. And, and listen, God is not telling us to follow the law in the sense of that that's what's going to save us. He already gave us grace through faith in Jesus Christ. But he's saying, if you're going to walk in my power now that i've given you the grace through jesus christ you're going to have to walk in obedience to what it is that i'm asking you to do sometimes when god asks you to when when god is seeking humility from you he will give you something something uh, uh, humiliating to do and he will say go apologize to that woman even though you know that she is wrong Oh my God. Sometimes God will tell you to go and do something that is way below you. You feel like you're too much or too high. I remember one day God, I was at my house and God told me, I got my house to clean. And God told me to go to this woman's house to clean. So I just got up and go to her house and clean her house. Listen. Listen, sometimes God would tell you to do things that you feel like they are beneath you, but God is trying to, well, he's trying to help you to get through, a, 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 walk you through a process of humility. 
Humility means that you come to the end of yourself, to the end of your ways, to the end of your perception, to the end of your understanding. It means that you cast everything aside. It's, it, 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 you cast off everything that you know and you recklessly abandon yourself to the will of God. God, I don't know what's gonna happen next. God, I don't know what you're doing, but God, I yield myself to you. Oh my God, humility is saying to God, I understand, I finally see that I am not in charge, God, but you are. Humility is what? is Jonah. Humility is Jonah in the belly of the whale because Jonah had come to the end of himself. Jonah had run away from his home. He ran away from, from the call of God. He ran away. He was totally going in the other direction. But when he got into the belly of the whale, he understood for the very first time that God was large and he was in charge and there was nothing that he could do and there's no place that he could go. He had to submit. He had to surrender to what it is that God was telling him to do. Jonah may have been like us and Jonah may have been saying that, listen, God, I don't like those people. I don't want to talk to those people. I don't want to be around those people. But God said, I'm sending you to prophesy to them anyway, because I need a witness in the earth. And because, oh, Jesus, God need a witness this morning. God needs somebody this morning to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. Oh, God, so that his power can flow through them. It's only when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. It's only when you become clay in the potter's hand like Jeremiah. It's only when you humble yourself that you can slay Goliath. It's only when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that you can run through troops and leap over mountains. Oh God, it's only when you humble yourself. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, for in due season he will exalt you. Because you've got to understand that is the power of God that is at work in you. When you understand that I cannot do anything, I can only do it through Christ who gives me strength. I can only do it through the power of God that is at work in me. Humility will cause you to see that that's the only way you can, you, you, you're going to access power is when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Humility, coming to the end of yourself. And the next thing that, you, that, that, that we need to reconnect in, because see, we, we talk about the things that are gonna, that, 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 that have uh, interrupted our power source, and now we're talking about the things that are going to reconnect us. Humility is the first one. The next one, he said, pray. He said, my people should humble themselves and pray and seek my face. So the second thing now is to pray, is to seek the face of God. The first one was humility. The second one is prayer. We're going to have to seek the face of God. We're going to have to pray. And see, God didn't, God didn't just tell them to pray. He told them what to pray for. Because the problem here is that we're praying. We're doing a whole bunch of praying, but we don't know what to pray for. And so he told them, seek my face. And this is another key. you got to seek the face of God because we must understand what to pray for, when to pray uh, 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 so that we can be effective in our prayers. And so I want to break this down. I want to pause here and break this down for you in a little bit. We're like I told you, we're in the dimensions of prayer. This is a series that we're going to work on. We're going to work our way through it. So I'm not going to be able to give you everything, but I want to pause right here and break down those three uh, uh, main dimensions. Those three main dimensions, they have other dimensions within them. But I want to give you the overlay because the next few weeks, as you follow me, we're going to be going into, into all these three dimensions and we're going to find out what is in there for us. Amen? So just like there are three dimensions in God's tabernacle, the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. There are also three basic dimensions of prayer, ask, seek, knock. And these dimensions, like I said, they can be further broken down in order to understand them. So let me just give you a little bit of overview for a moment. The first dimension in this is the, is the petition dimension. It's the ask dimension. It's the outer court dimension of prayer. 
And, and sadly, this is where most believers spend much of their time praying, asking God for things that they have already. They, they might be asking God for protection. They might be asking God for provision. They might be asking God for, for you know, whatever it is that they're asking God for. But the problem is many de de believers, they spend their time in a circle. In a, it, it's like they're in a circle right there going around, asking for the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing over and over. And they never get to the next dimension. So, in this dimension, we, 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 we're petitioning God to move on our behalf and we should petition God to move on our behalf, but we must graduate in order to get to the next dimension. God said, Jesus said, we must ask, we must seek, and we must knock. And if all we ever do, we will never get to this. If we, all we ever do is ask, 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 we will never get to the seeking dimension. And this is why God, God specifically told us, you must humble yourself and pray and seek my face. Seek my face. And we're going to break down those for you. But, oh God, seek the dimension comes. No, let, let me break this down. What are you seeking? Well, who are you seeking? Because you see, God, you got to remember what you're supposed to seek. He said, if you're supposed to, you're supposed to seek his face, seek his face. And Jeremiah 29, 13 says, if you seek me, you will find me when you seek for me with all of your heart. And here's my key words to you right there in your seeking. Seek for God with all of your heart, not half-heartedly, not dejectedly, not if God does it, he's gonna do it. If he doesn't do it, then it's okay. Seek for him with all of your heart. Seek him fervently. Because that's the only way we're going to get hooked up to the power source. God is the power source that we're trying to get hooked up to. And listen, sometimes we're coming with our own plugs. We're coming. You ever go to those? Um, well, I've never been to Europe, but I've read things about it. And I've heard people who come back and say, you know, there, there's European plugs that they don't work in the American uh, electric uh, uh outlets. So when you try to plug up something that was created in another nation, sometimes it doesn't work. And that's part, part of our problem. You know, we have to understand that we are into the two different kingdoms. We're living in two different realms. And so in order to access the power source in Europe, we have to have devices that are compatible with the outlets out there. And, and, and if you're in America, you have to have, you have, to have uh, devices that are compatible with the American outlets. And so sometimes when we go to God, this is our problem. We come to God with our European outlets, trying to plug them in an American outlet and they won't fit, they can't get in because we're trying to, 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 to use the, 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 the outlets, the, the, the devices of the world to be plugged up into God's power, out, power outlet. And God said, no, 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 that can't work. If you want power, you're gonna have to use the right outlet. I have given you the right outlet, one of the right, the outlet is to seek me with all of your heart. Don't give me part of your heart. I know part of your heart can't fit in this uh, in this outlet. I need you to seek me with all of your heart. Because see, when you come, sometimes you're not seeking me with all of your heart. You're seeking things. But Jesus told us to seek ye first uh, the kingdom of heaven. And then the things that you're seeking for will be added unto you. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And so the third thing that the third thing to get our power source hooked back up is to knock after you ask, after you seek, then you got to do some knocking. Come on. Knocking here implies that you're going to enter into a place that you cannot access unless, unless it's open from the inside. Knocking means that you can't just run up into the space. There's a space in prayer that you can't run up into. There's a place in prayer that you must be invited into. Oh my God. When you knock in prayer, oh my God, you're, 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 you have to take your prayer up to another level. You got to get to a place where you sit in the presence of God and you wait for God to open up the next dimension. Oh, God. How can I, how can I knock? What, what is that? What is that saying in the spirit? So let's look. Ask means that we're using our mouth to say something. Seek means that we're using our mind 
We're thinking over it. We're pondering it. We're seeking our faith. We're, 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 we're trying to figure out how do we connect to God? God, am I, am I, what does your word say? So we, when we seek, we're going into the word of God. We're digging into the scriptures and we're trying to figure out how do we align ourselves with God? And so now knocking implies action. It, it, it implies you're, you're doing something. It's a physical act. You're do, not knocking is a physical act. So what is that thing that we do that is associated with prayer that is a physical act? I've been searching and searching. The only thing I came up to is the act of prayer. Is you so 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 you I mean sorry the act of fasting. So when you get to a place where you're seeking and you're asking and you come to know where you're knocking, you're gonna throw some fasting in there. Because what fasting do, it means that you 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 put your desire for food in the place, your desire for God in the place where your desire is for food. So you know that hunger is one of the strongest emotion in the uh, uh, feelings or our needs in the body. And, and so that can drive you to eat things that you don't even want to eat because you are so hungry. And so that is the, the hunger is those the, the desire for food now has to take place. Uh, I, I'm sorry, the desire for God has to take your the, you take the place of your desire, that strong desire to eat something. God to take place that your desire now should be so you be you 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 transition your hunger for food to the hunger for God. And so you'll be you're telling God, listen, that as much as I am hungry for food, God, I am hungry more for you because listen. He said, if you're hungry, if you're thirsty for righteousness sake, you shall be filled. And so now you take your knocking into that fasting dimension and you're saying, God, this desire that I have on the inside of me, God, the desire that I have for food, Lord, I change that desire. I change my desire. I'm giving you that desire. No, instead of desiring the food, God, I'm desiring you. But the problem is most people only fast when they have a problem. People don't understand that fasting is also consecration. It's also worship. It's also an act of, uh, of worship. It means that you're worshiping God, your, your desire. It means that you're, you're, you're focusing your desire, your strong, or your strong, ardent, fervent desire for food to desire God more than you desire the food. That's the secret behind fasting. And so as you're knocking, let your desire be for God more than it is for food. Oh, glory to God. And then the, the other thing about prayer is that you got to understand that you, God can't do it until you pray. So if we're going to kind of, if we want to connect back to the power source, we really have to pray. Because if you want to be healed, you must pray. If you want the, the blessings of God, you must pray. If you want your life to change, you must pray. If you want your family to be saved, you must pray. And so many of us are talking about prayer, but how many of us are actually praying? Are you actually taking the time out? Are you actually scheduling prayer time on your calendar to go before God and tell your children, listen, you can't disturb me right now because I'm praying and it's imperative that I pray because if I don't pray, I don't know how to be a good mother to you. I don't know how to be a good father to you. So I got to go seek the face of God. Are you praying? Are you just merely wishing and hoping that God will do something without praying? Are you trying to build Nimrod's tower and saying, I don't really have to pray because God is going to do something anyway? Sometimes we don't know how to pray. We don't know how to pray because that's what the Bible says. We don't know what we should pray for. And this is where I tell people, if we're going to connect back, if we're going to connect those electrical wires so that the power source can co connect back into our homes, into our spirit, we're going to have to begin to pray. And the way you pray is to pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. Ephesians 6, 18 says, pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion, staying alert and being persistent, being persistent in your knocking, being persistent in your seeking, being persistent in your asking. Pray at all times. 
Watch out. Be persistent. Watch for what is what God is doing. Listen, one of the reasons why we don't even see breakthroughs is because sometimes the breakthroughs comes and we don't we don't see them because when we're praying, we expect that when we're sitting down praying, the answer is just going to drop in our laps. No, the answer doesn't come like that. If you pray for the job, you got to put in the you, you got to put in for the job application. You got to go to the interview. You got to be selected. And so when you get selected, you forget that you had prayed three weeks ago for this thing. And now it's here. And so we go back and we pray for things. Oh, my God. Your prayers in order for it to for, for you to be powered up, in order for your prayers to be effective, you got to pray through the spirit. Sometimes when you go to God, listen, we there's such a thing as a prayer block. When you go to God, the devil don't want you to go to God. Sometimes you get tired, you fall asleep, you forget what to pray for. You don't know that you, you don't know words can come to you. But let me tell you, if you are praying in the spirit, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, listen, just begin to pray in the spirit. Oh God. Pray in the spirit. The devil can't block the Holy Ghost. He can block you, but he can't block the Holy Ghost. See, that's why God gave you a prayer language so that when the devil blocks you, when he blocks your mind, he can't block the spirit, baby. Oh, God. Oh, so your effectual fervent prayer. That is how you pray them in the spirit, in the spirit. The Bible says in James 5, 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes much, and I, and I, and I want to add emphasis in there, much power available. But the only way to pray effectual fervent prayer is through the Holy Spirit. Oh, God. Effectual fervent prayer is what moves the hand of God. That is what moves the hand of God. Because, see, we don't know how we should pray. We don't know what we should say. But if the Holy Spirit is on our lives, we will know how to pray. We will pray according to the Spirit. Because the Bible says in Romans 8, verse 26 and 27, it says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we don't know what, what, what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts, listen to that. I can't get away from the heart this morning. That's where God wants to connect. Don't you understand that the heart is the, is the, is the place where the power source is connected? You've got to understand that the, 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 the transformers and the, the, the power lines that are bringing the source, bringing the thing to you in the place that is connected the outlet in the switch it is in your heart you cannot get connected if you're if you're not plugged up if your heart is not right that's the place where the power source of god is connected in you in your house you have outlet you have switches but in in, in your body if you want to be connected to the power source of god it's got to be done in the heart it's got to be done in the heart and so god knows all hearts and he knows what the spirit is saying for the spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And so when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit is praying through us. Glory to God. And the next thing is faith. Because we, 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 when we pray, we can't be going around in circle. We have to believe that we have what it is that we pray for. It says when, you, you, when we pray, we must believe for it says, the Bible says, if we have faith in God, he said, truly I say unto you, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the midst of the sea and shall not doubt in your heart, it shall obey. But here's the problem. We are praying, but we are not really believing. We shall, where does he say that we should believe? Go back again. He said, believe in your heart. So this is where the problem is. I told you this morning that we're going to identify. We're going to go. We're, 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 we're some utility workers this morning. And we're, we're tracing back to, to the power source. And we're tracing the transformers. And we're tracing the power lines that are leading to our bodies. And see, this is what God is trying to tell us this morning. That's where the disconnection is. That's why the power is not flowing. Because there is something in our heart. There's, there's doubts in our heart. There's unbelief. We really don't believe God in our heart. There's one thing to believe that God can do it, but then there's another thing to believe that God really wants to do it through you. Oh my God. Oh God. 
We got to get to build. We got to get to a place where we, if God said it, I believe it and I will do what he says that I can do. Don't just believe it and say, God, that settles it. You got to do it. Get up and do what God says. If he says you can cast out demons and devil, listen, when demons and devil comes before you, cast them out in the name of Jesus. When, when, when sickness and disease comes before you, heal them because that's what the, but, but the problem is going back to our hearts. Where, where's, where's the problem? Where's the power disconnect? Something's there. We're not believing the way that we should. We're not connected the way that we should. We have allowed things to deceive us. The Bible said, do not be deceived. You got to know what you're believing. Are you really believing that God can move? Are you really believing that God is going to do something? Oh, God. People, many people have been lulled into this false sense of security. And so they don't actually believe and they don't actually go after the power of God because they think that God is going to do something. God is just going to do something. You know, they forget that God has given them the power. And that's why the devil is laughing at our feeble attempts right now to cast them out of our lives because we have no power. The power is out. The power is out in our in our lives and we need to come. We need to come back this morning. We need to come back this morning and connect to the power source. We need to find out what is those things. What are those things that are keeping us from, from keeping our hearts? Now that God has identified the place where, 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 where the disconnect is. He's identified that the disconnection is not in the power source. The power, the power source is good. The, the, the conduction lines are still good. But when it comes to the house of our hearts, there's something that is, that is keeping the power source from, from being connected to our hearts. And so, so remember Jesus told us it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. So I'm wondering, is it gossiping that is keeping the power source from flowing through us? Is it lying? Is it stealing? Is it cheating? Is it malice? Is it, is it pride? What are those things that, 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 that might be hidden? that are keeping our power source from flowing into our heart because God identify it's the heart. It's the heart, baby. It's the heart. So we got to work on the heart. And so the power key for the heart is love. If we're going to, if, if we're going to correct our hearts this morning, we're going to have to do it through love. We're an only way to do it through love is, is, is to allow God's love to flow on the inside of us. And the, the first thing he said, he said, love the Lord, your God with all of your heart. Again, the, all of your heart. Maybe I should have named this message, all of your heart, because that's the whole theme this morning. All of your heart, all of love, the Lord, your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind and with all of your strength. That is one of the power keys that is going to create the connection in your heart for the power of God. Because see, when you love God with all of your heart, now the power of God is it can be plugged up into a heart that loves God. Because let me tell you something about the heart that loves God. A heart that loves, that really loves God. It, that heart it is led by the spirit. That heart that loves God, it doesn't walk after the flesh. That heart that loves God is willing to pay the price to walk in the presence and the power of God. Oh my God. So whew, somebody, you might not want to pay the price this morning. Sometimes because see, to, to, in order to walk in the power of God, you got to pay the price to love God with all of your heart, with all of your mind and with all of your strength. And when you love God more than you love anything and everybody else, it means that you're going to have to give up some things. It means that you're going to have to cut out some things. And so sometimes people don't want to pay that price. It's too high. They don't want to give up what they're into. They don't want to turn their back from partying. They don't want to turn their back from whatever they are into, but they say, oh, we love God with part of our hearts and we don't want to pay the price. But let me tell you, none of, none of, none, none of you want to pay, get, get to a place where your home is without power because you didn't pay the power bill. 
You got to pay that power bill. None of us like the power bill at the end of the month, but the, we love the power that comes into our homes and power our devices. So we got to pay the bill. We got to pay the price. If you want to walk in the power of God, you got to be willing to lay down your life as a living sacrifice. You got to be willing to put away the things that God has called you, you called, called you to put away. You got to be willing to be, sometimes you got to be willing to become a Nazarite. You got to be willing to live a fasted lifestyle. You got to be willing to turn aside from things that other people are doing. Other people might be able to go party. They might be able to go and do this or go and do that. But God is sitting on you. God is sitting on you. And he said, you can't go out there. You can't do what they do because I have something on the inside of you. I have something for you that is different from what is out there. And you have to come out from among them and you have to be separate because I want my my power to flow. I want living waters to flow out of your belly. And so you got to pay the price because you're living in a powerless house. You have, you have TVs, but they're powerless. You have electrical devices, but they're powerless because there's no power. God said, uh, the weapons of your warfare, they're not cornered, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. The, why are we not pulling down any strongholds? It's because we have weapons, but we have no power. Come on, somebody. You better power up this morning. We have weapons, but we have no power. Oh, God, what is what is our weapons without power? We can't do nothing when the devil run up in our house when the devil run all over us because we have no power so we said oh when i got the breastplate of righteousness on i got the helmet of salvation on i got the short sword and i got the shield but i got no power come on somebody somebody you can suit up a dead person in the in, 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 in the armor of god but if they have no power on the inside to use those weapons there will be no power oh there will be no power. There will be of no use. Because if your body, if you can't stand up in the day of adversity, if you can't use your weapons to push back on the forces of darkness that are invading your home, what is the use of having it? It's just there as a showpiece and there is no power. Oh my God. Try watching your TV today without any power. Try unplugging your TV today and try to watch it. And there's no power. <clears throat> and the last thing I want to tell you, you got to have, you got to be patient. You got to be patient for God to use you. <laughs> sometimes you got, sometimes God tell you to wait, you know, because the thing about power is you have to be at a place where you can use the power. And so God don't give you power more than you can handle. He gives it to you gradually. He gives it to you according to what it is that he has called you to do. And so in Luke 24, 49, he said, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but wait here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fill you with the power from heaven. And this is the problem. Many people don't want to wait. Many people don't want to wait for the Holy Spirit. And see, sometimes that's why I tell people, even when I pray uh, uh, for people in deliverances, I have to pray. I have to wait for the Holy Spirit to tell me what it is that I am dealing with. I can't just run up in somebody's place and start casting out every, oh, shut up, I can't do that, cast out that demon, cast out. No, God has to tell me what is it that is standing in front of me. And so sometimes when we're ministering, we have to be willing to wait for the Holy Spirit. You know, we're not waiting for the Holy Spirit to be poured out. He's already poured out, but we have to wait for his leading, wait for his guiding. Don't run ahead of the Holy Spirit. And this is why sometimes we don't, we don't walk in power because we are trying to go out there to fight battles without the Holy Spirit. And when we get whipped, we come home and we say, God, what's wrong, God? You know, God, I thought you said I have power, but you left the Holy Spirit at home and you go and fight your battles for yourself. So you got to wait on the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit before you can go out there and fight those battles. Let's remember, he said, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Luke 4, 18, the spirit. 
He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those that are oppressed. Come on, somebody. This is why God wants to give us the power more than we want the power. God is calling somebody to set the captives free. He's calling somebody to preach the gospel to the poor. He's calling somebody to heal the brokenhearted. He's calling somebody to, reset, to, to, to recover the sight of the blind. He's calling somebody to set the oppressed free. So God wants to give you the power more than you want it. Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to pay your light bill today? Come on, somebody, you got to pay up, pay your electric bill. If you don't pay your electric bill, there will be no power in your house. You are faithful to pay that every month, but you're not faithful enough to pay the price to walk in the power and the anointing that God so freely give you. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, God, I wish this word would get down in your heart. I wish you would get connected. I wish you would get hungry this morning for the power of God. I wish you would turn away from those things that have your power source jacked up. I wish you would turn away from those things that are, that, that are in your heart that is topping up the power of God from moving in your life. I wish you would repent this morning because that's, God says that's the last thing he said. He said, repent, repent from your evil ways. Repent from your ways. And I notice in Acts chapter one that we read earlier, it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness telling people everywhere. So when you, when you receive the power, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you are supposed to be a witness. You're supposed to witness for Jesus. That's, a, that's another way. When we receive the power, we don't do nothing with it. The power lies dormant. See, it's when we begin to witness about the Holy Spirit, when we begin to witness about Jesus, it's when we begin to witness that the spirit, that the power begins to flow. Because see, if, you, if your heart is to go and tell somebody about the love of God, as you begin to tell them about the love of God, the Holy Spirit, it's like, the, I, just hear, I just hear that whoop sound when, when you light a, 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 a gas oven, when you light a gas stove, you, you hear that gas uh, a sound that it makes when you turn that, 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 that burner on. And, and, and that's what I just heard in the spirit. When you speak, when you begin to witness, the, the, that's what happened in the spirit. Spirit. Now all of a sudden the burners become lit and the power of God begins to flow. And now you can effectively witness, you can effectively pray, you can effectively seek the face of God. And so don't forget that God is giving you power. He called his 12 disciples and he gave them power to do what? Over unclean spirits, to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So you have power. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Are you a, are you a Christ follower? Are you born of the water? Are you born of the blood? Are you born of the spirit this morning? Then you have power to cast out unclean spirit. You have power to heal all kinds of disease. You have power to heal the sick. That's what. Jesus used, he said, Acts 10, 38, it says, and, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And then Jesus went around doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. And so Jesus now commissioned us to do the same things that he did. And I don't believe that Jesus was going to ask us to do those things if he didn't give us the power. So you got power, baby. You got power. And this morning, God has shown you where the problem is, where it is that why, why the power uh, uh, has stopped flowing in the heart, your heart. So your power source, meaning the power line from the street to your house, the, your house, that, that, that part where it is supposed to be connected. And so let me break it down for you as I close. So God is the power source, the Holy Spirit, Jesus is, is your power line prayer is prayer is is like one of the substations that 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 breaks it down for you to where the power of God can move 
And so now God is saying the, the, the turbines are still spinning. That tur The turbines in the power station of God, the power of God never goes out. And then the transformers, which increase the voltage, which is the Holy Spirit. It's still working, baby. It's still working. And then those transmission lines, the, the, the word of God, the, the faith in God, the belief in God, they are still working. They are still in place. Nothing's wrong with those. And then the substation, the substations are, 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 are prayer. And sometimes that, that's the place where we, we, we kind of get jacked up because uh, uh, we don't pray as much. And then the distribution lines, those are still working, you know, because it's like I said, those have to do with the, with the scripture and it has to do uh, 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 with faith. Some, some part of those are still working. But the problem is when it connects to your heart, the connection part. What is going on in your heart? You're praying. I, we, God said, I hear you. I hear you praying. But what's going on in your heart? Do you not know? God said, if you regard iniquity in your heart, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So this morning, let's do a heart cleansing. Let's do a heart cleansing. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we come to you today because, Lord God, you have shown us, Lord God, that our power source is disconnected when it comes to our hearts because there might be things in our hearts, Lord God, that is keeping us disconnected from the power that you have given us, Lord God. Because we understand if there is malice, if there is pride, if there is rejection, if there is a, a, a hurt and pain and offenses in our hearts and covetousness and jealousy and all these dissensions and factions, Lord God, God, the power cannot flow through those lord god god we need we need a heart that 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 that, that can conduct electric city lord god and so god right now we ask you to take those things out lord god that is causing uh, our electric power to be backed up lord god it can't flow so god every person under the sound of my voice this morning lord god some of them might be dealing with rejection some of them might be dealing with unforgiveness lord god some of them might be dealing with 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 pains that they don't even know that is there lord god god God, remember how you said that our hearts are desperately wicked and deceitful, Lord God, and who can know it except you who searches the heart. So, Father, I pray that you would search each one of their hearts now, Lord God, as they submit and surrender themselves to you, Lord God. Go deep into those hearts, into those places, Lord God, as they allow you. Lord, I pray that they would break down their resolve, Lord God, to, to, to be prideful, or Lord God, or to keep going the way they are. Lord, I pray that you would break something on the inside of them to the point, Lord God, where they would cry out and say, God, I don't want to go on this way. I don't want to keep on being this way. I want to change. I want to be transformed. I want the power of God to flow through me. So God, I pray that you would bring them to that place this morning in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give them a place, God, that they can repent, Lord God. For your word says it's the goodness of God that lead us to repentance, Lord. So this morning, God, for every person under the sound of my voice, lead them to repentance, Lord God. God, they might be thinking in their mind, I'm not sinning. Yes, you are. Because God says all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So God, help them to take embrace humility right now, God, and say, God, I submit. I surrender, God. I see that the way that I've been going is not the right way. Lord, help them not to build on the wrong foundation, God. Because, Lord, you said that there's going to be a great falling away. Lord, let not one of these, Lord God, that are under the sound of my voice today fall away because their foundation was not right. God, I pray that you would help them to correct their foundations today. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so for you who have not made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. If you really want Jesus to come into your heart, I want you to just say this simple prayer with me because it's as simple as praying and believing. It's just, it's just by we're saved only by the grace of God. The graciousness of God allows him to extend salvation to you. And our job is to accept it. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner. I am only saved by your grace. I accept your grace because I see that there is nothing else that I can do to wash myself and to cleanse myself of sin. 
And so, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose again after the third day, and I believe that you ascended to heaven on high. And I'm asking you, Lord God, to be my Lord and my Savior. I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I'm asking you, Lord God, to come into my heart today and to teach me how to live for you. Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Empower me, Lord, so that I can live the life that you intended for me to live. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I believe that if you pray that simple prayer, Jesus has entered your heart if you believe by faith. And now you are born again. And in the days to come, you will, as the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will begin to see changes in yourself. Things that you used to desire, places that you used to go, you won't go anymore because something has changed on the inside of you. And believe me, it's for the best. Don't feel sorry for yourself if you can't go to the clubs anymore. Don't feel sorry for yourself if you can't hang out with certain friends anymore. Because listen, there's coming a great day of judgment and you want to be in the right place. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So we come to another part in our service today. And this is why I want to encourage you guys to give something to the Lord. Even if you want to, if you can give something, uh, if, you, if some of you are tithing in different churches, and if, if you're eating from this table, you need to give something, give something. If you can't give anything, it's okay. I, you know, God, God understands. But if you can give something and you don't give it, then God sees that too. So give something to the work of the Lord so that we can continue doing what we're doing. And whoosh, I'm not going to promise you that God's going to bless you with $10,000 if you give $5, but you know, give something to the work of God. God doesn't want us to come before him empty-handed. Always give something to God because I know that God has poured out and he's given you. And if you tithe in somewhere, else you can still give an offering to this ministry and if you're not tithing anywhere else and you want and this is where you get your daily sunday your, your weekly messages i would encourage you to you know you can send our send us your tithes we pray we do pray over every giver that gives to us we pray over you and we know god is blessing you because he said if you bring the tithe into the storehouse he will he will open up the windows of heaven and he will bless you so we don't that, that i i i don't have anything to do with that it's all about your obedience to god Okay, so when you obey God and you give into this ministry, know that you're giving into the work of the Lord. And God said, if you give a little bit in his name, you will not lose your reward. Amen. So give as you, give as you are led. I think there is Tidely Cash App and uh, PayPal on your, um, should be somewhere uh, on your screen there, even in a, in a comment or something. So give unto the Lord. God bless you. And we will see you next Sunday. Amen.